You are listening to The Benchcast with your hosts, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. So today we are talking tensioning drills, how to create tension in your lips, not only in the bench press, but we got bonuses for you today. We're talking the squat and the deadlift. Ooh. All right. I hate to say it, but we're going to be talking the deadlift today on the bench cast. Um, but I guess first off, uh, I will go by explaining what I mean by tensioning drills. Um, these are some exercises, some strict technique drills um combo of both i got a long list here a whole laundry list of awesome things you can start throwing into your training right away they're going to make a huge impact so these are things that are going to promote tightness all right what i mean by tightness is your ability to get uh, maximal uh muscle activation and tension all right um creating um you know a whole body effort to move the weight not just not just upper body to bench not just your back to to deadlift you know how to incorporate everything how to get the most out of um all the tension you can create out of every muscle every muscle group um that's what we're talking with tensioning drills also how to um you know turn it on zero to a hundred all right how to get all that activation really really quick um because that's important to training the cns so that's what i mean by tensioning drills all right so if we're confused on that i think we're all on the same page all right so why don't we kick it off with the squat all right often referred to the king of lifts but not on this podcast that's not the king of lifts because your bench is going to build your squat this is just simply a leg bench this is a way to train your leg drive on the bench press that is what is the squat all right so we're going to start with that because that's what they make you start with at the meet so we're going to go into the squat here all right first thing first tensing drill let me sip a coffee sip a coffee for the working man as stone cold says damn good got the blonde roast this morning high energy today yeah this is the second <laughs> cup of coffee fellas so i brought my a game um you'll see it the videos coming out this next week and um so i went to starbucks got there early because sometimes if you, i don't get a seat um it's a bitch because then i'm stuck with one of those high chairs the little back to them and i can't handle that stuff i can't handle it i need to be laying back my back can't handle that too thick for these seats I, I don't fit in them, first off, my ass don't fit in the seat, and second off, my back starts to hurt a lot, so I got like a 20-minute cap. So if I don't get one of these seats right away, unfortunately, my day's going to be cut short. So I make sure I get my ass in there early, I get me a good seat, luckily my Starbucks got four good seats, um, so I'm set up there when I go. Um, they still don't know my name, but that's okay, I don't want to be on a name basis, I just want my coffee. So I got stuck in the parking lot this morning. The, the poor thing about it is that the parking lot's super small. I mean, you've seen it. The line goes forever. It goes through the parking lot. So you get locked in on both sides by cars. So I got locked in. And I was there for probably a solid 10 minutes wondering if I would get out. Uh, luckily, the house is across the street. So I was debating just leaving my car there. Um, but I didn't have to because someone let me out. 
pulled right out of that thing. But usually I park on a, on a side street, but the beer store guy got mad at me because I was in the parking lot. Even though I'm a frequent customer, I get a lot of beer over there, spend a lot of money because I like to get good craft brews. But whatever, I can't use this parking lot. Understandable. Um, but long story short, made it out of Starbucks. Here we are. All right, on the bench cast. So drop your questions down below, and we will answer you live. All righty. Tensioning drills for the leg bench. First off, torque bar PVC. What I mean by that, this was a recent video we did for the team. All right, how to tension with the torque bar to PVC. If you don't know what I mean by the torque bar, that was a product we had out for a little while. And it's simply um, that one that we use is either a three-fourths or a half-inch PVC pipe. And I think that's a wonderful tool, guys. Everyone should go out. If you're training at a gym, um, you're a gym owner, having some PVC around, you see them at CrossFits everywhere. If you go to a CrossFit, you're not going to not have PVC. It's like almost a gimme because they use it so much for technical stuff. Um, mostly with the weightlifting exercises, but you can use them just as good with the uh, powerlifting exercises as I have examples of PVC work in all three of these movements. All right, so either a half inch, I think that would probably be more globally usable for you, a half inch PVC or three fourths. Um, that works good for like the squat, especially. So, what you would do with that is you would simply put the PVC or aka the torque bar behind your back just simply where you would put your your regular uh, bar position all right when you squat all right you put it on your back um, whether your high bar your low bar doesn't matter it's also a great stretch if you have a hard time just getting under the bar just getting pvc there getting your arms back it's a great stretch guys so i put that pvc behind my back right and then you just work on tensioning with it all right so all you're doing you're in your position, got your hands set wherever you want them, and you're just pulling down on that bar. And you're just pulling down on it. And we were talking in the, the video we did, don't think elbows under. Now, a lot of times lifters try to drive their elbows underneath them too much instead of just doing a big old lat pull down. All right? So you see all this wonky stuff. Their elbows moving around. They can't really get the back tightness that they want. And, um... You know, that, that creates a lot of issues. You're not going to get as tight as you want to be if you're trying to drive elbows under. All right. Just big old lat pull down over your back, all right, with the PVC of the torque bar. And just work on creating tension. And this is something you can do before you even squat. All right. Just get underneath there. Get that torque bar on your back, PVC, and just start bending the shit out of it. All right. Great for back activation before the session. So that's tensioning drill number one that you can throw into your training okay uh did we get a question coming in we just got uh what's the optimal length of pvc good question all right uh optimal length of the pvc uh if you want it to be more maneuverable i would simply get something that you can at least get a um you know wide hands width on if you are looking to do more stuff with the bench in specific, um, you could get a really uh, longer, thick PVC um, that acts as like the bamboo bar. You might have seen that, like the earthquake. <coughs> Choking on my coffee. <coughs> your earthquake or your bamboo bar out there made by Bambell. Uh, you might have seen those where the thing's bouncing all over. You can actually make a version yourself with um, 
thicker than one inch PVC that acts very similar, all right? And um, then I would get it the length of the bench so you can hang stuff from it. Um, probably a little longer than a standard barbell, but just for the purpose of this stuff, um, just wide enough to get like your hands out. I uh, forget the exact dimensions, but it doesn't have to be anything um, exact to use it effectively. Just find like your widest grip width and just a little outside that should be perfect. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice simple explanation. Sip of coffee for the working man. So we're moving on to uh, a banded hold. Now I love a banded hold. This is great for those who have a hard time um, feeling real stable in the bottom position of the squat. Either they're maybe shifting forward or you see their ankles caving in. Um, they're just really lacking some hip activation. Um, so a banded hold is awesome for that. And all you do, simply put a band uh, around your knees. Now you can use a... Uh, Mark Bell's uh, hip circle there. You can grab one of those. Those are great. Or you can get like a Dick Sporting Goods. They sell these little hip band things. Um, those are pretty applicable as well. Uh, it'd be kind of hard to uh, rig up like a mini band or, or a uh, monster mini band, but you could do that too. Um, you just need some resistance there. Now put that uh, just above or below the knee and you just hold the deep squat position. I do it for like 30 seconds. And I'll tell you guys, as long as you're not just, um, you know, going way too deep and just kind of bone on bone, as long as you kind of maintain parallel just below um, and you take the full force of your body weight and you push out in that band, I tell you guys, you are going to fry your hips up. Um, you're going to be like, wow, I've never felt my ass like that in the squat. Um, so... This is going to be a really, really great exercise for those who aren't sure how to connect with their hips on the squat. And if you want to feel how to get tight um, in the bottom of the squat, I recommend these banded holds. Um, having the band on your knee is great for that distraction um, to really know to push out. And it's not just, you're not just pushing your knees out. It's you're using your hips to spread your groin. You might have heard Ed Cohen's open the taint. That's what that comes from. Because you can go knees out. I can go like elbows in, do all this weird stuff disconnected from my hips or like my shoulders, my back. But it's um, using, knowing how to use the hips, knowing how to use like the shoulders, the back, connect everything more to the core. Um, that's the important thing, not just knees out. But you're going to feel it. You try these banded hold guys. Um, do it in your warm-up. 30-second holds, all you're going to need. You just got to sit down there. Uh, try not to move around. Stay very, very still. Um, so that's a great one as well. We got, a, we got a question on how often should I run a deload week if he's doing 531. Uh, I think that's every fourth week. Uh, yep. In the pro, I think it's already programmed in for you. And he's thinking of switching to a lower weight 5x5 five five for a week to give the joints a break. Doing what? Um, do a lighter weight 5x5 five five to give the joints a break. I'm just saying for everybody else, if you find that you're really taxing yourself on that 531, take that fourth week, You know, just cut the volume a little further, even the intensity a little bit, because you have that planned deload right there. Yeah, for sure. Um, that just comes down to uh, training smart. And I kind of did a little video on that as well for our VIP group members. Um, again, if you're interested in the VIP membership, you can reach out to me. Got a lot of good content on there. Um, but that was something I was talking about this past Monday. And uh, training smart, guys, just listen to your bodies. There's always another meet. There's always another training session, but only if you're smart about it. All right, so um, I know it kind of sucks when things spur up. You know, maybe you got some kind of joint pain going on, 
And I know it sucks to tone down the training, but that's where becoming a smart lifter um, is very, very valuable and learning how to manage those little things. So, yeah, especially if you're feeling fatigued and whatnot, especially if you're far out from a meet, um, don't kill yourself like that because that's how injuries will spur up and you're only going to make it worse as you go on and get heavier. So uh, take care of that. That sounds like a good deal. Um, keep it light in that fourth week, and I think that's plan deload anyway. So, all right. And if you have to, guys, don't be afraid to, to not train altogether. I mean, sometimes just not doing anything, uh, maybe just going for a walk, something very, very light is sometimes the best deal. Depends how serious something is. Um, pin squat, Anderson squat. All right. Uh, kind of goes by both names. Um, the way I'm talking about it is from the bottom up. So you set the pin height and like the bottom of the squat range the bar is on the pins now this is a great tensioning drill because you have to especially if you load this weight up you have to create all that tightness um, in absence of that center portion so why deadlifts are such a great aggressive exercise because you have to turn it on right away you don't have that portion where you can actually descend with the weight and um, and just kind of get tight as you go. There's, there's just none of that. You just you have to just turn it on, um, and that's going to be your pin squat, Anderson squat. And these are challenging, especially very, very. if you've never done them before. Yeah, these are going to really kick your ass if you haven't done them, but they're going to teach you something, and that's how to get tight. Um, I can tell you, you could probably, the weight that you fail, you could probably come back and hit it just by getting tighter. All right, it's very, you have to be very exact with where you are with the bar, where your feet are placed. Um, you have to mimic like where you would be if you took that bar down to start. Um, and that's why it's so difficult. You know, someone's going to load up about like 80, 85% of their max and get a wake up call in this one, right? Yep, yeah, I know we're doing someone, <laughs> someone's going to feel it. Uh, but that's an awesome one, guys. Throw that into your squat training for sure. And you got to have a power rack. All right. Make sure you have a power rack. That's the first thing you throw in your gym. Besides the bench, make sure you got a power rack. All right, pause squats. Okay, simple. I mean, I'm going to probably have a pause variation in every single one of these because pausing teaches you how to get tight in the bottom position. And that's specifically where we're looking to pause um, these movements. Okay, is in the bottom position, your weakest position. Um, you could pause it if you're in trouble mid-range on the bench. You could pause it there too. Um, just pick out your weak point or um, just the bottom position because that's naturally going to be people's weak point. Um, so pausing, yeah, you have to learn to create tightness there. That bar is going to be jumping all over on you, and uh, that's going to build up the strength where you need it. So I love doing paused work. Um, if you check out like our program templates on bigbenches.com, a lot of uh, what you'll see is paused work, especially off the bat because there's a lot of value in the paused work, especially for a raw lifter. All right. So pause squat is next up. I got a couple more for you on the squat. So far we covered doing the PVC bends, the banded hold, the Anderson squat, a pause squat, and now we have seated abduction. So very similar to like a banded hold in the bottom position. Um, pretty much getting at the same thing. But this one you can do seated um, when you do it seated, I would give yourself a little lean forward to mimic the um, the squat, the position you'll be in. And then, um, you know, also if the, the seat had a, a scale per se, all right, it wouldn't have um, your whole body weight because you're not going to just lay down on the seat. 
right? You're going to be active there. Um, you're going to be driving your hips out against the band. Again, this is with the band around your knees. Um, so very similar to the banded hold, but you're more of an accessory move. And you can do these for reps, so you can just simply hold down. But either way, it teaches you hip tightness. All right, so a great tensioning drill, specifically in the hips there. Um, behind the neck pull down. Now, this is another kind of accessory variation. I love the behind the neck pull down because it's exactly what you're doing with the squat. And we just talked about doing with the PVC as a warm-up. This is a great thing to throw into uh, your accessory movements um, behind the neck because that's where you're going to rack the bar. So you, you like that mobility anyway. And then you mostly just holding it. All right, and you don't need to load this one up. It's uh, you know I would load it up more if it was a, a traditional in front of you pull down, um, but specifically because the mobility needed to get back there, you don't want to overdo it with a weight um, kind of vulnerable position. So just a little bit of weight and just work on creating t tightness with the back. You know I do these things with the bench um, seal rows for time, and I'll do like ten seconds, and I don't need much weight to do this because. I'll row like 135 up to the bench, um, to the post underneath, but then the whole time for the 10 seconds, I'm trying to break that bar through the bench. So um, I'm getting more of it out of the activation than I am like the weight on the bar, if that makes sense. I got a couple more for the squat. Oh, small arms got some... So he's going to bless us with some squat tension drills. You, you got a good list there. I am a huge fan of behind-the-neck pull-downs, especially... Those are good. Those are awesome. So one thing I like to add in for pretty much all lifts is some type of plank. Usually a regular plank and a side plank. Just try to get your whole core warmed up. That is essential, especially for me when people fold over on the squat. They can't keep that core tension. That one's huge. Yeah, we think of like doing breathing exercises as well. That's valuable in the beginning. Oh, it's definitely valuable. It's a huge warm-up for people. I, I know just from creating tension itself, just like getting down onto your, uh, onto your stomach and trying to breathe the ground out. Like, that's huge. You get some resistance to push out against someone without wearing a belt. Mm -hmm. Even just, like, digging your hands into your obliques and trying to push out through there, that's huge as well. Um, for, like, athletes, box jumps are great. But, um, you know, people have to know how to do them. Yeah, some explosive movement. Yeah, something explosive. Like, keep it real short. Keep a little, just as a squat warm-up, not, like, a after accessory work. So, like, one to three jumps, you're pretty much good to go. That's great for, like, learning how to turn it on zero to 100 because you can't half-fast the box jump. You're not going to go very high. Um, but yeah, all that core stuff, excellent, no matter what you're doing for the day. Um, that's something you should always work to do. And then just uh, one last thing, because it'll also uh, leak into the bench too, just some banded pull-aparts. Yep, pull-aparts, awesome. Uh, learn how to activate your upper back, uh, keep that all tight. And specifically doing it in the uh, bench position, if you're going to do it on a bench day, um, get laying on the bench, you know, tuck the shoulders and everything, and then I'll do like a hundred reps of pull aparts before you even start the bench. Um, so that's great too. After a workout, if you really want to kind of push the band tension and whatnot, and fatigue yourself a little bit more um, to build up that rear delt strength, and that of course helps um, your posture more. All right, so you, you never want to get so forward posture. Um, yeah, you run into some issues. So always make sure you're training upper back and um, training your, your back in general. Um, and it's going to help keep your, your shoulders healthy. <clears throat> so moving on to the bench. <clears throat> this is the true king of lifts. This is why you tune in. 
All right. So we just talked about how to get your leg drive up with the squat. Now we're talking about the king lifts, the bench press, the one that everyone asks you how much you bench, the only lift that matters. And that would be uh, just kicking it off with a lat, lying lat pullover. Okay. So I love this drill, and I'll do this with the PVC and the torque bar as well. And that's simply where I'm going to lie flat on uh, either the bench or um, on the floor. And I'm going to have a band attached to that PVC pulling from behind. Okay. And uh, I'm just going to work on pulling that bar out into position. Just like I was receiving a handoff or something, pulling that bar out against the band tension. And I'm just going to kind of sink those shoulders. Everything I would do normally with the bench. And I'm just going to hold it there. Alright, so it teaches you how to activate your, your lats in that type of movement. Um, and just how to stay tight with the bar. Because you can practice bending that thing while you're holding it as well. Alright, um... And then that goes for the torque bar and the PVC as well. Um, and that I like to do as a warm-up. I'll throw out the torque bar in my hands, and I'll just practice bending that shit. All right? So if you do that in combo with the lying lat pullover, um, that's a great way to hit a double whammy there and really warm up your back for the bench press. Great warm-up drills, guys. Um, moving on to more... Uh, like specific exercises that you can do t-shirt press pause I see another pause variation because it's so valuable um, and t-shirt press because uh, and, and just before I get too carried away with it um, a t-shirt press for those who don't know uh, you're trying to get the bar pretty much touching the hairs of the shirt without actually letting the bar go into your chest so you're not taking any of the weight into your body um, you're keeping the weight strictly hovering above your chest um, aka spoto press whatever you want to call it just try to keep it low um, and pausing that because now you're taking that full brunt of the weight all right you're not deloading any of it full brunt of the weight and you're pausing it trying to make that bar motionless you have to stay tight with it you can't be disengaged uh, disengaged from your back you have to be tight with that weight if you're not things are going to be swaying all over on you all right so that's a great, great movement to train with um, to really learn how to get tighter in that bottom position. Bench holds. Okay, now this is something that you throw in right before you get into your main movement. You kind of work up to a heavy hold all right, and do that for 10 seconds. What I found with that, and I've started implementing it with the entire team, all right, uh, as the training cycle progresses, we do more, uh, we get heavier and heavier with it. We kind of do a wave progression as we go on. Um, but bench holds are awesome. I found that um, a lifter, if they don't really understand that takeout process, if they don't have a respect for it yet, they learn to respect that takeout process by trying to get this heavy ass weight out. All right, they learn how much more detailed it becomes once they start having to take this heavy ass shit out. All right, so that's a great positive. The other positive is you talk about muscle activation, having to get tight with something. Uh, if you take out 100 pounds over your max, you can't not be tight with it or that shit will fall on you. <laughs> That's just how it is. That thing will fall down, cut your neck off. End of it. All right. So you have to bring tightness. All right. So it, it brings back to trying to bring, if you're 400 pound benchers, trying to bring 400 pounds of force to an empty bar. All right, kind of hard to do because it's an empty bar. But if you have 500 pounds in your hand, uh, you're going to try to bring all you got because of the sink or swim. Things are going to fall on you if you don't. All right, so 
band, uh, the bench holds are awesome. And I've been implementing them with the team and in my training. Um, and talk about making shit feel light after. Um, it is great for that. All right, so you're going to do some volume work after. After you just held all this shit ton of weight, you know, your CNS is primed, ready to go. Alrighty. So does uh, the bench holds. Uh, band around the hips. Okay, so you don't usually think of this one when you think of the benching, but a lot of lifters, when with the leg drive, they get disconnected with their hips. Um, they don't really do that knees back, the knees out type cueing. They just push back. Or if you um, are just pushing back, like if I was coming up, I was coaching in person, I could just knock your knee forward. I can knock it right in. All right, I could push your knee right into the bench, even if you're pushing back because you're doing like more of a leg extension thing. You're going to have a lot more... Uh, transfer of force and just more force in general if you can start tapping into the power of your hips as well. So not only thinking push back, but thinking about pushing out and back um, is really, really huge. And that's where the band comes in. So if you're having a hard time doing that on your own, you don't really understand, put a band around your knees when you set up the bench. Push that band apart with your knees. Okay, that one's really, really valuable too. A banded takeout. Pretty much the same thing as a lying lat pullover, except you're specifically doing it on the bench with the bench bar band attached to it. So you're dragging that bar out into position. Same deal there. Um, just more, I guess, applicable to bench specificity. Reverse band bench row. That's when you, in a power rack, you suspend an empty bar via bands out above you. All right. So to actually get that bar down to your chest, you actually have to row it against the bands. All right, so I hope that paints a picture for you there. Um, you're going to need a good amount of band tension probably. The stronger you are, you're going to need more band tension. Um, this is great because you can actually get into your bench setup, and then you can row that bar down. Uh, teaches you how to really treat the bench press as a row to get that lat activation as it relates to benching and then you can just hold this for time and again don't just pull down but pull down and bend the shit out of the bar anytime you have an opportunity to touch the bar bending the shit out of it squeezing the shit out of it trying to crush it in your hands uh, it's an opportunity to get better at that not just rolling it down all right so those are my tensioning drills for the bench and then obviously as elvis said you throw in uh some core activation stuff some playing some breathing drills. so one more thing i'd like to add is uh for the bench is to get some uh glute bridges in just because your, your glutes are going to be so active in the bench to help drive the knees apart help you know keep your hips active and i feel like that's one thing a lot of people are missing their knees go like dormant they try to like push with their quads but the glute is master of it all yeah definitely um the hips sometimes especially because we're so dormant during the days with our asses we're sitting all the time. We got the case of the dormant ass. Sleepy butt syndrome. Sleepy butt syndrome, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a volcano that hasn't erupted yet. Let's just let's just call it that. <laughs> uh, so usually you're sitting down, you're driving, whatnot, what have you. Um, your ass goes dormant. Even when we're standing, we're pretty dormant with our asses. We're kind of in extension. We ain't using our asses. So we're going the entire day without using our asses. So we got to... Activate them before we lift, okay? So, very important, like Elvis just said, glute bridges. Doing something, doing something to really tune in with your glutes. Learn how to fire them again, because we're not doing it during the day real well, okay? Um, 
unless you're like hovering above your seat and really trying to get your ass going. All right, it's not happening. So that's a that's a good that's the ticket right there. Glue bridge, banded hip thrust, you know whatever you can do, just get that ass firing. Yeah, just just do some kind of exercise. Don't get wrapped up in what it is. Just find something that you really feel a good glute pump from and and get that going. All right. Um, so that's awesome. We covered a lot of stuff there with the bench. All stuff you could throw into your training right away um, and bring that much more attention to the, to the drill. So we're moving on, unfortunately, to the deadlift. The uh, uh, best of all three. Uh, I don't know. I have nothing to say. Podcast over. <laughs> um, back bench. All right. We trained the deadlift uh, simply to get her back stronger. For the bench press. All right. Our deadlift here. So, with the deadlift, uh, again, torque bar, PVC, very applicable here as well. So, what you can do with that is um, where a lot of lifters uh, don't get as much activation. They'll try to, like, bend the bar around their bodies. And um, that really kind of starts to cue your uh, shoulders into that external rotation, getting it tight there. And that's great to do with the torque bar, whether you're sumo or your uh, conventional, you can get that activation with a very light PVC as well. And that's where the half inch is applicable. Um, I'm sure you could probably get these things even lighter than that or, or thinner diameter. I would do that um, for the bench press, especially if you're just around 100 pounds or something on the bench press or deadlifts. It's really hard to um, bring max tension to a heavy PVC. So if you can get a thin, thin PVC, that's really valuable for this stuff too. But that's where the PVC would come applicable to the deadlift. You can actually get into that position and, and bend it. Um, the lat pullover, okay? What I mean by lat pullover is uh, think about what you would do when you deadlift, all right? So it's so at first, it's like two parts. You would do the opposite of a shrug. So you're trying to extend your arms long. You're trying to reach your arms down towards your hips, down, down your sides, all right? And then pretend there's a wall behind you, and you're trying to push your hands behind the wall behind you. Or it's trying to push your hands into the wall behind you with max force. So getting them long and pushing behind you, that's kind of how you're activating your back in the deadlift. Um, what kind of motion is this? You, you think about a lat pullover. Say you're kneeling, you have a band attached to a PVC or something, um, and then you're just kind of pulling it down to your hip. Um, that's pretty much training what we're getting at with the deadlift, especially if you hold that position. Um, you know, it's pretty much a, a band trying to unglue your arms to your side, okay? And, and that's going to help you um, bring more attention to that movement or a lap pullover type exercise. But unlike the bench where we're lying down, it's just a little bit of a different position. We're just kind of tweaking the position that we're in to make it more relative to the deadlift. All right. Pause deads. Like I said, you're going to have some paused work and all this stuff. Pause deads are awesome um, because I tell you, you're gonna, if you're just kind of an explosive lifter, you just grip and rip from the floor. Once you start pausing right off the floor, you are going to have a really hard time. You're probably going to feel it in your lower back, especially if you're disconnected from your hips or your core. And um, it's going to teach you right away how to stay tight with the weight. All right, to feel good in a pause deadlift, to feel like it's not going to snap your lower back or something, you have to have tightness everywhere. There's just no way around that. All right. Um, ISO pin holds. All right, so... What I mean by that, 
I kind of I kind of worded that weird, but what I what I mean by that is you're pulling an empty bar against the pins. Okay, so you can adjust it to wherever your weak point is, whether that's off the floor or halfway up. Um, we I start a lot of our lifters off with this on a deadlift session kind of relative how we do a heavy hold on a bench we'll do these iso pin um, deadlifts on the deadlift day all right to start off the session makes the rest of the weight feel light because now we're applying max effort force um, to a specific point in the range of motion okay um, and that's the key max effort force all right so with the iso pin stuff again you set in a rack you set the pins to whatever height you need and then you're just pulling the empty bar against them so you're trying to uproot the entire rack with the force that you're developing just make sure you stay in a great position while doing this make sure that the rack you're using is also you know cemented oh, to the floor down yep Ugh. or that rack will come up with you yeah so if i tried to do this in my setup i would flip the shit out of that rack I'll throw that thing through the wall. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'm not the greatest deadlifter. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, make sure you have a, a rack that is secured to the floor. That's that's for sure. All right. Moving on. So, were you there for when Ray Williams came by? I was there. All right. So, this was a great one. This was a great one. All right. Ray Williams came over. Gagne on string. Had a great seminar there. Um... And, you know, believe it or not, he's known for squatting, but he's a really good deadlifter. He's nine of 800-something pounds. Uh, he had a lot to say on the deadlifts, too. He had a lot of great exercises there. And one that I really liked where he loaded up the bar uh, with essentially what he couldn't lift. He actually ended up lifting it a little bit. But he had a shit ton of plates on the bar, and he had two people sitting on the ends. Um, and it wasn't supposed to move, but he's a strong dude, and it was, everything started moving. So... Uh, but the thing is, you're going to load up the bar with weight you can't lift. And make sure it's weight you can't lift because you don't want the thing coming off the floor. All right. By miracle, it does. Then, I don't know, you tap into your Jesus powers. That's all. So, but say you're a 500-pound bencher, throw 700 pounds on the bar, something like that. Make sure it's not going to move. And then all you're going to do is really just uh, work on wedging yourself into position. All right. Using the bar putting max effort force into the bar and just kind of adjusting your position, getting everything tight. And I've been having a lot of our lifters um, do this as well as um, not really a max effort type CNS training before the, the, the main stuff of the day, but more for like uh, technique purposes. All right, I love this for technique purposes because um, I'll have them pull on the bar for five seconds and then I'll just kind of take a look at what position are they pulling in. Okay, and then we can adjust it from there. All right, now the weight's not going anywhere. They're applying max effort force, but they're going to feel a little bit different with how they're doing it. You're going to see how they kind of can wedge into the bar. They're either creating that tension from one position or they're kind of gradually creating that tension as they're dropping their hips into position, which is ideal, the whole wedging into the bar concept. Um, but Either way, uh, great, great technical exercise is this tensioning drill with that max effort weight. Uh, that will really change the game, I, I believe, for your deadlift and in the starting position. So if you want to start better in the deadlift, you want to become more explosive, um, learning how to gather that tension and turn on that max effort from the go with this drill, um, this, is, this is the drill for you. 
Uh, and we got, last but not least, what I have on my list is forward pulling bands. So that's simply where you have, um, you know, bar on the floor, um, loaded or not, depends if you're pulling it or if you're just doing it for technique, um, and that band is pulling you forward. It's pulling the bar away from your body. So then it forces you to use your lats to keep that bar close. Okay, essentially scraping your, your legs the entire way up like you would like. Okay, because that band is is trying to pull the bar out in front of you, and we don't want that. So that'll teach you how to actually pull the bar into position. All right, that's a, a great drill. Whether you want to do it in training or as just a general warm-up like a PVC or something, I actually had uh, one of our lifters doing this in combo with box deadlifts. Um, another fantastic exercise where uh, it's like a two-parted deadlift where you're kind of wedging into it um, leaning into the box a little bit and then firing off from there uh, actually had him doing it with the forward pulling bands a great technical exercise uh, he's proficient enough to handle that uh, some that would be way too much way too advanced um, too many advanced steps all at once it just wouldn't end up looking very pretty but he handled it very well worked out in his favor um, so he was focusing on pulling that bar in close while still kind of going through the motion as it should be done. So, um, yeah, that's that's a great one as well in the back bench. All right, anything to add to that? Of course, again, all your all your core exercises, your breathing, all that's relative to the deadlift. Probably more than any. I mean, if you think about the one lift where you probably get the most out of a belt having a belt is probably the deadlift because the way the the weight is dispersed being a concentric only lift having that belt to help with the core tension i mean you can add a good amount just throwing a belt on so that stuff's really really important when we're talking deadlifting i think you got it all covered right there i think the main thing for deadlifting is making sure you get a drill for lat tension a drill is like just wake your glutes up and then just same thing, you get, get your uh, back firing. I like the band pull parts of Devils personally. And then uh, also towards the end of uh, DeFranco's Limber 11, there's a drill where you actually you roll on your back and then you slide back up and you try to lean forward, you roll on your back. Try, I love oh, that. Oh, like the V roll? Yep. Yep, V roll. That's good. Um, and guys, keep in mind, now you don't have to look like a, a freaking mummy, bands hanging off every part of your body, trying to activate everything at once. All right, you're probably already good at activating one thing, whether that's your glutes or your core or your lats. You have one thing down probably, at least, at minimum, okay? It's the other things you need to work on. It's knowing what you need to work on for that session and then doing that warm-up or exercise, all right? So it's not trying to do all of this at once. I just gave you a huge list. It's finding what you need um, specifically, and then attacking it. So maybe with the squat, you feel good. Your lower body feels locked in, but for some reason, keep tipping forward when you go to stand up with the weight. Maybe you just got to get your back tighter. Maybe you're loosening your back. It's pulling you forward. All right, you're getting real good explosion from your lower body into the bar, but you're just not getting that force back into the bar because your back's loose. So you don't need to do the hip stuff as much. Do the torque bar shit. Do the... Um, the, all that other stuff for your back, the behind the neck pull down, all right? Work on that stuff. Like on the deadlift, if, you know, every time you deadlift, you can't move for like four days after because your little back's on fire. Maybe you need more glute work. You need the core work. You need to really identify those two and, like, get those down. Yeah, that's it, guys. It's just finding what you specifically need um, and then working that in. 
So, for example, I'll give you one. Uh, I feel real connected with my lower body on the on the bench. Doesn't mean I don't work on it time for time, because I do. But um, I, I don't usually go to trying to do a band around my hips because I get that concept. I'm usually locked in there. All right. If anything. I'm working on stuff that happens during the takeout and trying to refine my takeout process because that always um, leads to more success for me. It's when I, a little coffee burp for the working man. (laughs) I'm a second cup, guys. Um, I'll work on the takeout stuff, learn how to lock down the lats right off the bat from taking that weight out. All right? So uh, that's what I typically work on. But I'm not trying to do the whole thing. I'm not trying to go through this whole list before I bench. All right? So, there you got it. You got tension in drills. Have we got any questions coming in at all? Anything? Nope, we are silent today. All right. Guys, you're real born today. Real born today. You got to throw some more cues out. <laughs> so, I appreciate everyone that tuned in. Um means a lot to me that you took the time this morning to tune in live on the Instagram. I'm trying to keep all these podcasts live on the Instagram as well, so you have a chance to, to tune in and drop your cues and um, kind of get a shout out on the podcast as well and um, you know we all learn because I'm sure if you ask a question it's not the first time someone's thinking it you know someone uh, it's, it's good info for everyone so everyone I appreciate you listening if you listen to this later I appreciate you listening to the podcast um, just some news for you we have um, rhino crop tops out we got the crop tops we got racerback tanks for the ladies, we got um, we got new uh, breaking. If you're a fan of the TV series Breaking Bad, we got new Breaking Bench Records T-shirt on the website now. Um, these hats, you like this uh, trucker hat snapback that I'm wearing here. We got this multiple colors embroidered logo on the website. Um, and uh, what else we got? We got some more stuff. Baby benches baby benches if you know someone who has a baby who's gonna have a baby um, we got the baby benches clothing line we got bibs and t-shirts out now for the babies the little guys the little benches little fellas um but yeah i added a lot to the site i updated the, the quality of the material i think is actually even better um but i was able to um drop the prices which is the best part for everyone you're getting savings right off the bat um because the whole time I've been trying to drop prices, but now I'm actually, I, I switched everything over. We got an even better quality shirt now, I think, and um, prices are lower. So everyone wins. The new store is up. Um, added some stuff to it. Added uh, a stainless steel water bottle for those of you trying to hydrate better. Or well, maybe this will motivate you to hydrate better. You get your Big Bench's water bottle. All right. Um and we got some new equipment dropping soon. Some different colored wrist wraps. Um, you know, same material. Um, we got the 24-inch multi-purpose, a little less stiff. And we got the 36-inch whoppers, which are stiff as shit. Uh, give you really good support. Um, we got some different colors of those coming out. Some uh, some knee sleeves, some leg bench knee sleeves, elbow sleeves are getting restocked. That's all in the equipment section. And, uh, of course, got the awesome program templates that, that kick ass. So you can check that out if you need a little help with your bench. Um, but, guys, I appreciate you listening. And you have been listening to The Benchcast. Benchcast.